everybody. Welcome to season two, episode 27 of Bulgarian and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Bulgarian series of books by David Eddings. This season, we're reading book two, Queen of Sorcery. And today we're diving into chapter 26. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I am from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I have a big motherfucking cold right now. <laughs> well, it sounds bigger than it is, but anyway, I'm Sandra. I have no idea where I am, where I'm from, or anything today. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We know you're here with us. Uh, well, part uh, of me is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling because that I felt like that about three or four days ago. Yeah. So who are you anyway? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Alicia Seymour, a fantasy author and story guide. And we're going to make this a quick episode because Sandra is under the weather and I'm so feeling she... emotionally under the weather. <laughs> I'm physically under the weather with a little spiritual kicker just there on the yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And Alicia's doing the emotional, spiritual yeah. thing. Yeah. So why don't we get started with Polgara's Cup? How has your week been? Okay, so holy shit. My potion this evening in Polgara's Cup is cannabis tea. Because... Not that I've ever had cannabis tea, uh, but I could if I wanted it. I live in the Netherlands. <laughs> it's okay here. But <clears throat> because I had a very traumatic thing happen to me yesterday. <laughs> so I know we've been talking about the dentist a little bit with me. I went to the dentist again. What day is it? Yes, it was yesterday. It was definitely yesterday. Went to the dentist to get my new crayon fitted no problem didn't need any injections or anything for that it was all good just you know glue it on Donsky. but then i had a little feeling that he was going to fix at the same time in the tooth next to the crown so that's all fine and he goes to give me the injection in the corner of my jaw you know so he could do the filling and i have some serious nerve damage in the left side of the bottom of my mouth from having wisdom teeth out and the nerves were damaged. And so the left half of my tongue, the entire tongue muscle. So if you draw a line down the center of your tongue, Mm -hmm. the left half of the entire tongue is numb. And then also the gum up to and in between the teeth on the left hand side of the bottom of my jaw is also numb. It was numb for a number of years. And I have some sensation there now, but it's scrambled. The nerves are damaged. I don't get the right signals. So a little bit of pressure might feel like pain or, you know, something that should be painful might tickle. It's all very strange. And even the roof of my mouth a little bit. Yeah. On the left side. So... And but but I have had dental work done there since then. This is years ago that I had this done, and it's not been a problem. I had an injection, 
it just it goes you know my lip goes to sleep that cheek goes to sleep everything goes to sleep it's fine they did it work no problem uh, but this time he went to put the injection in and the uh, the nerves just freaked out <clears throat> and so three little you know things in the back of my mouth that I shouldn't have felt at all felt like he was slicing my tongue open from the corner mm. of my tongue to the tip of my tongue and the first time in my entire life I screamed while I was at the dentist in the dentist chair so three mm. and I didn't scream because it hurt it just kind of was pulled out of me and so yeah. I'm sitting in the chairs today like I scared myself the pain scared me and the fact that I had reacted so um in an un such an uncontrolled way like I just had no control over what happened mm -hmm. in my response I started crying I couldn't stop crying you know so he's trying to finish me off and he's saying it's okay it's okay we'll stop we'll fix it up another time it's all right it's all fine he was so lovely and then assistant was really lovely and, you know I'm apologizing oh, I'm so sorry I've never done this before you know <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> speak and she's like no 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 you don't have you, you don't have anything to be sorry for you're the one who's hurting <laughs> and so they were just lovely and but so I sort of went <laughs> out and got Hanukkah from the waiting room and I couldn't speak. I was so distressed. I was like crying. You know that when you cry when you want to speak and it just no words come out? Yeah. I was so distressed. And so Hanukkah doesn't know what's going on yet. No, she's she just standing there like, okay, what do I do? Poor darling. Yeah. So I said, look, come and help me make another appointment. And we did that. And everyone was super lovely. But then for the rest of like, for the next three and a half, almost four hours, it felt like my tongue was being sliced open, sliced open, sliced open, sliced mm. open along this line. And so I had, I, I didn't know if, if it would stop because nerves are weird things, you know? Mm. And, and then I thought, well, I've got this cavity. I've got to go and get it fixed. What are they going to do? I don't ever want this. Nobody's ever putting a needle there. I'm never letting anybody put a needle at that place in my mouth again yeah and so that was kind of scary and I was like all of this stuff was just kind of tr being tricked out of me and I, I I did a lot of really like that serious deep kind of sobbing and it was really kind of unexpected and like so it was very um weird and interesting and I just had like now this is the day after like more than 24 hours later and it's not hurting but I can feel it tingling and mm. like fizzing along this line of the pain yeah I mean um and so I sort of thought okay what's my potion tonight okay what's the herbal nubbing agent and I you know did some did some looking up on it oh cannabis cannabis tea yeah but I don't like the way that cannabis makes me feel I can't smoke it it just the world turns black and white. I throw up and pass out. It's not not a pleasant <laughs> experience. I don't like it. And so, mm. I thought, <laughs> but but I know that it's useful, like pain relief. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking, well, if if I have a nerve thing that goes on, and it turns into a chronic thing, and I've got to like deal with 
pain all the time. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do? And I was like, okay, it was reading about cannabis tea. And if you just have it with water, it doesn't mm-hmm. activate the THC. And so you don't get the, the um, um, oh, I've forgotten the word for it, but you don't get that effect in your mind, the psychotropic yeah. effect. Right. Psychotropic? Right. Psychotropic? I don't know, psychedelic. No. Anyway, <laughs> you don't get that effect. It just you just you get the other like right. um, medicinal effects. So it's kind of like um, I wonder if because CBD oil helps. Yeah, with... exactly. So that's the sort of so that that I, I don't know a lot about it, but yes, that would be something that would help to ease quite severe pain. I imagine. Yeah, because I was um, using it for a while for my head when it, when I was having those migraines, and I just got the drops, and I would. Did just, it help? Yeah, and it also helps because was, you know, was it homeopathic not, or an oil? It was an oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's you could even do drops in your own tea. Yeah, CBD oil, and um, it also helped just kind of not I don't know what to say. Like, is this not THC in it? But it would just help my mind feel like at peace. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, is the term. I felt more like I could focus on what I needed to, and yeah. Maybe I should talking about this. Why don't I go get some of that again? Because of what I was just saying earlier. Well, today. yeah, and I mean, so yeah, I'm not interested in the the high. Um, right. I right. am interested in some of the other things that it does to the system. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that was my potion <laughs> this week. Yeah. And and That's I woke up with a cold this morning. Thanks very much. <laughs> Well, I could imagine just going through all of that could have triggered that in you too. I know yeah, you were well, exposed to it. But, exactly. Yeah. So I, w- I think I would have been fine, but the shock to my system kind of just dropped me yeah. enough that it, that it, that it popped through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. That yeah. sounds really painful. Yeah. Um, okay, my week, I couldn't even decide what is drink is in my cup this week just because this morning as I was trying to write all of this stuff down I was in such a scattered place I couldn't yeah I couldn't put anything together and so that kind of sums up my week like I was sick from the last episode I was just starting to get sick carried on through the weekend and got worse so I was kind of like out of it how you're feeling now over the weekend and then Monday and Tuesday came and it was like all kids stuff, like days with the kids. And so this morning when I came to try to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing or what I even want to be doing, I just got overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I have too much stuff going on again. I don't even know if I want to be doing some of the stuff I'm doing again. And why do I keep having these cycles? why do I say I'm going to start something and I don't. And then I was just beating myself up, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I, I decided uh, the idea to just look up Eckhart Tolle on YouTube. Cause I'll, I've watched his, some of his videos before. Yeah. I did that, found this meditation that I'm going to be part of my daily practice now mm-hmm. with him. That just instantly like returned me to that center of, you know, the consciousness of where I want to be in presence. 
Oh, beautiful. I'll get you to send me a link. I might put it in the show notes. Yeah, I can. So that helped me. Um, but I do, I have to sit down and seriously figure out what I want to be doing and, and commit to that. Not even talk about with anybody else, but just commit to it for myself. Make the changes I need to make and without needing to make announcements about it, just do it. Yeah. People well, you know get why mad at me. You know why we do that though? Do what? Announce things. Why? It's because we want permission to do them. Yeah. Because I do the I same thing. I'm not saying that that like that's no, I why know, I know. I'm I'm saying we, but I but what I mean is I. That's why mm-hmm. I do that kind of thing because I need some kind of permission. And whether it's whether you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's true because some of the things I'm thinking about right now that I'm questioning why I'm doing them, even though I haven't been doing them for that long. Yeah. Uh, and I already kind of announced that I was doing them. Yeah. And now I, I just don't want to do it. But you know what? And- this is beautiful because so like, yes, commitment's a good thing. Dedication's a great thing. Following through is a wonderful thing. Changing your mind and having new information with which you now move forward and, and showing how that looks and just being true to yourself and changing your mind mm-hmm. and making it okay for yourself to change your mind. We don't see that enough. Yeah. It's all well and good to say to say, yeah, I'm going to do this and follow it through. And then maybe people are disappointed if you don't. Mm-hmm. However, you get into something, you don't know what it's going to be like until you're in there and now with this new information, you realize, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, it's like stepping through a door, realizing that you're standing on thumbtacks all over the floor. Oh, I didn't realize this. But keeping on walking through the room to the other side to get out that door over there rather than turning around and going back the shorter way. Mm-hmm. Because someone, yeah. because, because you've said, no, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. And it is for me, I see uh, I'm making announcements as a form of permission. I I also do it in that I will go and talk to other people about it as permission to be like, you know, and, and now that I've decided to end some of these things, even though knowing there's certain people in my ears saying that like, no, you really should stick with it. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, but it doesn't work for me after all, you know, and I becoming aware that I still am allowing myself to get caught up in what others are suggesting to me. Yeah. And that's why I was being hard on myself this morning. Cause I'm like, why the fuck are you still here? Yeah. Like you spent the last year breaking free from that. And in these last two months, you just went right back into it. As soon as you decided there's something there, sweetheart, there's something there. It's okay that you're back in there. You know, you cycle back around. It's it's not exact. It's not the same as it was. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it is a more refined version of this lesson. 
but whatever it is there that you are seeking it's it's seeking you still and pulling you back there and so whether it's a commitment you know whether we say okay this i'm committing to this or whether we announce something for the purpose of uh, accountability like a lot of the times it's yes keeping myself accountable so i'm going to put it out there mm -hmm. i totally get that totally get yeah. that however i can always find a way around anything i can find a way around it make it sound like it makes the most perfect sense in the world i'm great at that i'm great at doing that make presenting things in ways that just of course of course uh -huh. but it's a big fat <laughs> freaking lie perpetrated to get me out of a situation that I don't want to be in anymore rather than me just saying I don't want to do this right yeah and it's not about keeping me accountable if I if I if 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 I'm going to do something I'm going to do it I'm not going to do it because someone else knows that I should be doing it and if I stop mm -hmm. I'll feel guilty mm -hmm. that kind of defeats the whole purpose of right staying accountable to yourself staying accountable to yourself is a spiritual is a spiritual practice mm -hmm. that is ongoing <laughs> and that's the thing for me is i know that when i really want to do something i stick to it and i do it yeah. that's how i also know that once i've started something and i'm already like i don't want to do this anymore that there's a reason i should stop doing it yeah i don't know so that's it's it. it's hard it's really hard <laughs> sweetheart i'm i feel you <laughs> yeah yeah so I've, I've decided i'm good unless i have like something specific that like hey this is the date you guys can come do this i'm done making announcements about anything well done maybe as you maybe announce that was an announcement <laughs> that was an announcement i love it <laughs> see <laughs> i love it <laughs> I'm just gonna stop talking. <clears throat> just stop talking now. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just gonna <clears throat> cough. I'm just gonna mute myself for a sec. Okay, so that's Paul Gareth's cup. That's probably gonna be the longest segment of the whole show. <laughs> I don't even know what book I'm using to do my prophecy this week. Well, we'll sort that out later. Oh, so I can just pull it off the shelf. <laughs> So this week we're uh, reading, we've read chapter 26. Yeah. And um, it's a really short chapter. It's the, the aftermath of Garion and uh, Polgara's fight. And um, you, I'll let you talk about your, from your experience. Hey? Okay. Uh, so the way I've summarized this chapter they get word from Wolf and Silk of... Oh, shit. That's how out of it I am. I totally forgot we have a Garion's View chapter summary. No. <laughs> Go for it. Promise I haven't been drinking okay. the special tea. This tea is just chai. It's just chai. It's nothing else. Okay. So they get word from Wolf and Silk that they are on their way. It still could be like up to a week or so until they get there. Um, but the, I forget the guy's girl, is his name Groldzek? Which Drold. one? The, the Dresnian merchant? The one who, yeah, the one who comes to tell them uh, of the message. Droblek. Droblek. And he tells them that he came 
you know, because the messenger is sick, but also because he kind of wanted to be part of something important. Yeah. And, and so Aunt Paul decides she wants to go heal this messenger. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then while she's gone, Sinedra confronts Garion about uh-huh. how he treated Aunt Paul. Uh-huh. They have a big fight. Uh-huh. And then it ends with Garion. I say he's being kidnapped, but who knows what's happening. Yes. That was my perspective. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so yeah, that's pretty much it. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, so it is it is um we do get a little bit of insight into Gary and what's going on inside him emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's holding up this big front, being very stiff and um so this is all happening a matter of hours after the blowout with Aunt Paul. And he's just, he's just like sets his face and stiffens his back and stares at Aunt Paul who completely ignores him, <laughs> just gets on with whatever. You know, so Drovelet comes during the rainstorm and they're all sort of waiting beneath the deck and he delivers the message and you know, he sort of says that he could have sent a messenger, but it's not very reliable. <clears throat> but of course, that's not the real reason. And yeah. then he, he sort of, you know, <laughs> he's almost like a little boy play, like, oh, what, I want to play the game too. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that's funny. Which seems like a, it's, see, it's almost like I could totally see Silk doing that. So it's like a, it's like a Dresnian character trait, this you know, wanting to be in on the intrigue of the, of the day. <laughs> right. Even to the point that you would disguise yourself just to be in on all of it. Yeah. So like, like self does. Yeah, totally. Like he's a, he just, oh, I don't know. He, he, he's, he's an, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yeah. So he sort of delivers the message and, and the, the messenger has um, some sort of fever and there's lots of sort of pestilences and diseases in the, in this um, that are t- nobody knows a name for. And sometimes people get better. Most of the time they die. Sometimes they last a while, linger, and sometimes they're just dead. Paul decides that she's going to go because, well, she's, she's practiced in healing arts. You know, she's got a herb bag with her all the time and, I mean, I guess she wants, of course she wants information, as much information as she can get. Like if this person has actually spoken to her father and Silk, she wants to know as much as she can from him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but for some reason, this is a section where she, where she's like determined to come and uh, where's the... uh, well, she says he warns her that it might not be safe, but she says it won't affect her. But then she invites Dernick and Beric to come, which is what threw me off. Well, I don't think she invites them. Beric offers. Well, they offer. Self and yeah, Dernick. But either um, way, she's, she's allowing them to go after it's just been clearly stated that you could be exposed to this if yeah. you go over there. Like she won't not affect worried. her. Yeah. But it could affect them. Yeah, that's true. And well, so I didn't even pick that up. But probably because I'm so busy being annoyed at 
um, something else. And I don't know why. Oh, this is the yeah where she says I won't be in any danger. She says because Joe Blake's like cautions her, and she says I won't be in any danger. I want to question your messenger closely, and the only way I'll be able to get any answers from him is to rid him of his of his fever. Now, okay, that's a very it's just a passage of dialogue, isn't it? Like, doesn't move you to feel any particular way, I imagine. No. Okay, so, but me, <laughs> that, like, pushes some kind of big red freaking button in me. I, know, I have a feeling it has to do with my control tendencies, my tendencies to want to be in control of everything. Right. <clears throat> and I get pissed off with her for being such a kid, like, wanting to be, you know, but I'm actually getting pissed off at myself like <laughs> I think because it's just an innocent little passage why the hell would it tick me off but it has every single time I've ever read it <laughs> that's funny I mean it is I mean it sounds like something I don't know it sounds like something yeah. I would bloody say it really does <laughs> I mean, I was just imagining, like, in, in our life, in our reality, I could see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, with as soon as you would hear that somebody is not feeling well, you would want to help them feel I better. I totally right? would. I'd be in there, mother in the... It's not a bad thing. We were talking about my itchy nip last week, weren't we? <laughs> I know, yeah. Learn to nourish the Trying world. Trying to nurture everybody. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> there, you go. there you go darling listeners you know much too much about me and things that you never thought you would ever ever get to find out <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah that was funny last week it did throw me off I'm like wait what what does <laughs> she have to do with anything talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get that doesn't bother me in the slightest I was just kind of oh, like no. where is this going is there and then a it point? makes sense. Well, because sometimes I, I, I do. It makes I do, sense, though. Do generally have a point. Sometimes I forget what it is on the way to the point, <laughs> but, but I generally start out with one. That's funny. So anyway, so um, then these these guys leave, you know, to go yep. tend to the sick messenger. So, but and and so it's it's kind of so what we have now is all of the. Um, all of Garion's guardian figures are gone. Aunt Paul, Barak, yeah. Dernick. They're the only ones there. Well, I suppose Hetar's still there. Yeah. And Madrellen. Right. So there's still some there, yeah, but so that's you know, not quite true. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it was interesting to me that after I read the end of this chapter, I was kind of like, you know, my suspicious mind and the fiction I've read is that this was a setup to get Aunt Paul out of there so that they could get to Gary Ooh, ooh <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. I like where you you have a serious <laughs> little mind, don't you? I mean, I read a lot of Game of Thrones, so <laughs> we know this. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. Okay, so so they're gone as soon as uh Aunt Paul's gone, Garion relaxes because mm -hmm. he's been using all of his energy 
to stay stiff and resolved and um you know to hold that that mask in place where i don't care mm-hmm. um, yeah. and he's exhausted <laughs> yeah so he just kind of sags and heads up onto the deck to be alone and and sort of contemplate his shame he's just pro he's just feeling so much shame and 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 you know this horror like what he's had to do mm-hmm. you know what not what he's had to do but he, you know he keeps revisiting the thing with chamdar and you know ashrak chamdar and burning him and it just it's like since then this this shame and self-hatred has been going on it's like bubbling inside him just festering 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 like an infection until until finally this thing without pole just erupted yeah makes sense i mean it makes sense to me that he would be experiencing all that and that's probably exactly not now so much but when i was younger exactly how i would have handled it too that you know putting up that front of like I've totally, not admitting that I was wrong and just being yeah. like, you know, I'm going yeah. through shit right now. So I've totally done the same thing. I'm the victim here. Oh, that's the, that's the phrase. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh my God, I'm checking. <laughs> so then Sunidra approaches Garion to give her opinion of what yeah. she thinks, how he treated Aunt Paul. He wants nothing to do with it. Like, don't talk to me, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear it. And she's like, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. So just shut up and listen. Yeah. I just love this scene. Don't you love this scene? Yeah. So they have a pretty good little argument here about. Like, it's just like, like, it's t- like really put hair. He put his hands over his ears. And she demands that he takes his hands away so she he can hear her, and it's just one of those kind of screeching at each other insults, and uh, just yeah. you know, I could just oh, but I can imagine the relief that he would find, like it says in the. Mm-hmm. He feels relieved after it, like yes. he was able to release all of that. Because it's nowhere near as serious. Like, it's this silly little fight. Right. That means nothing compared to the horrible things that he and Art Paul, you know, said to... Well, the things that he said to Art Paul. But <laughs> the thing that finally sets him off before he and Sinedra start wailing on each other mm-hmm. is <laughs> that... Uh, he says please leave me alone and she's like please what a strange time for you to remember your manners you weren't saying please or thank you this morning you know what you are Garrett. you're a spoiled child <laughs> <laughs> and that just tips him over the edge because like Sinedra is like I don't know the yeah. poster child for spoiled child <laughs> right that was my first thought as soon as I read that she said that to him before I even read his reaction, I'm like, who is she to say that? And then Probably a very reaction. good authority on who a spoiled child is. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. 
So yeah, they have a big blowout. He feels relief. Yeah. He's better a little yep. bit lighter. And he, but he and he and in that lightness, you know, that clarity after their argument, he sees really clearly that he's he's yeah. wrong and he owes up yeah. an apology. But it's too late because at least he'll have to wait a little while. Because somebody comes up behind him with that whatever you put on the cloth to put yeah. someone unconscious and some sort of drugged uh, cloth presses it over his mouth and nose and mm-hmm. someone who's very strong because yeah. he can't get out of it oh he yep. is only a teenage boy true so yep he's unconscious at the end of the chapter bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. and we're so close to the end of the book my says i'm at 87 percent uh, we've got one, two, three, four chapters to go mm. to the end of the book. How cool. The next chapter, ooh, it gets really good. You're going to like it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't read ahead, did you? No. Okay. Proud of I you. I haven't read ahead once. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's a different experience to read a book this way, I'll tell you. Yeah. It's It's... It allows you to, I mean, because we talk about it, so I really absorb each chapter. Mm-hmm. But I feel I get, like, it takes me longer to attach to it because I'm so, like, slowly going through it. Yep, Whereas if I had, like, read these all in a row, I probably would be a huge fan now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy the books. But... Are, you st- are you enjoying the experience still? Yeah, I do. Okay. It's just a different experience from like flying through Harry Potter or something, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I, when I get into something, I obsess about it. Just like shows, I rewatch them to make sure I don't miss any little detail. Yeah. So what I can do is once you've gone through each little group of series, I can just go through, reread them like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my regular way of doing it. I hope you do because that, That'll be interesting to find how you experience the story, you know, after you've read the whole thing through. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I, I, I appreciate it because it, it would be a totally, like you could read it and then we'll go back and talk about it chapter by chapter, but it wouldn't be the same. I don't think it would be a different conversation because you would know yeah. too much. No, no. Yeah. If we were ever to do that, I think we should try a different series that either I've read and you haven't. Or we've both read. Like well, I would that. love to have this experience with you, yeah. um, like as the first reader, as as the as the the new reader. I would love to do that with you. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Think, I have a feeling. I, I, I have a feeling it might be Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first one that comes to mind. It takes a long time to get through, so he still has a long time to finish the damn series. Well, that's okay we have lots of books to read before then i know okay so, so that was wolf's wisdom now we're going to the magic of the chapter my magic is polgara's understanding of herbal medicine mm-hmm. i think that's very magic it's very witchy i love it yeah it's funny that that 
passage upsets you so much, but this is your magic. Because that's exactly what she's saying in that passage is her understanding of herbal medicine. What can I say? I'm a complicated <laughs> person. <laughs> we all are. We all are. I do like that though. My magic is that I don't know. This is how I interpret it. Oh my it, goodness, it does say, keep it, keep going. Say, say, say. This is okay, excellent. So- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm sick. You have to forgive me. <laughs> The loopiness of sickness. Yes. Um, the disease of the land infiltrating bodies. Oh my God, I they... thought about that. It's totally. Yeah, the way they described it, I imagine like this, these plants are like the way they were described, they seem diseased, right? Uh-huh. The water's diseased, all this. And now there's all these diseases among the humans. <sighs> so I, don't know, I call them humans, but the naysons. Oh my God, that is a brilliant observation. I love it. Yeah. So that was my magic. Okay, real life. My real life is using herbs and other alternative therapies to support my family's health and being made to feel stupid and careless because my care diverged from mainstream beliefs. Hmm. I could see that happening a lot like 10, 15, 20 years ago when it was still not as widely accepted. Yeah. You know? I, I nearly got divorced. Like if I hadn't, <clears throat> it was really hard. Like it was like, well, there was a there was a there was an instance where my ex-husband was like, well, if they get sick and something really bad happens, I'll never forgive you and it will be entirely mm-hmm. your fault. Wow. If you decide to do this this way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, yeah, okay. So I'll <laughs> do it your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I understand that. <clears throat> it's also just the idea of having that's such that negative outlook that something terrible is going to come out of this i just know it that's Instead really just... powerful magic that you're putting out there into the universe thanks very much mm-hmm. instead of having faith that okay this this is another way that could be less intrusive on my child and Which still is, yeah. heal them so in the end i mitigated what i felt was harming them mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, we both had the best intentions, but yeah. it was this way or that way. And they did not, never the twain will meet in this particular instance. And so, yeah, I was kind of that bad person. And anyway, I've two healthy children. They're 19, they're, they're 18 and 22. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm that person too, though. I do that. I, the, the naturopaths and the oils and the herbs and stuff. Yeah. I'm oh, um, sorry, but this shit works. <laughs> it does. Tell me why the herbs are the one thing that helped my dizziness. Yeah. She understood what was really happening. Yeah. The others are just trying to tell me I have vertigo and, and do these little maneuvers and it'll help you. I'm like, no. And, you know like everything for a purpose everything in its place 
Absolutely. But why is it so okay to take a drug that has a buttload of side effects, but it's not okay to go and take a herb? It comes from the earth that was that part is, of you know, creation. <laughs> you know, but not as created I say, by man. As I say, you know, different thing, different things for different reasons and everything has its place. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely think that but you know i think it goes back to permission a lot of the time well everybody's entitled to treat themselves how they how they want to just not ever don't ever knock somebody else because they want to treat themselves or their children in a different way you know no exactly anyway so i put uh my real life relating is like Gary and I would hold on to negative feelings for the sake of trying to prove a point. And I would just <laughs> keep that front up. Like, nope, I'm not going to get over this because yeah. you did this to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I understand that. I'm Is that the definition that. of butthurt? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm being very stubborn. Okay. Yep. Okay. Nearly there. Prophecy speaks. So my question this week is, what is this issue with the nerve damage in my mouth trying to teach me? What is it? So let me find a book. Okay. So this is the novel I've just finished reading. It's called The Red Room by Nikki French. Okay. I woke and slept in snatches and then finally I woke up late. I gulped some coffee as I ran around getting myself ready. Julie came out of her room wearing nothing except an old jacket of mine she must have found in the cupboard of the spare room that I had made a partial attempt at turning into a study. Now her room. We were going to have to have a talk about things. She looked like a rodent that had been dragged out of hibernation. Her hair was a mass of fluff, her eyes narrow, as if she needed to keep out the light. I don't know, I didn't know you were getting up so early, she said. I'd have made you some breakfast. It's 20 to 9, I said, and I'm in a rush. I'll do some shopping late. I'll do some shopping, she said. Don't bother. It's no bother. Okay, so let me just sink into it. So she's not saying things that she's thinking right away. She just keeps thinking them. You know, she's trying to, she's being, she's being inconvenienced and she's trying to make it okay for the other person like excuse herself from the situation 
Yeah. It's very similar to how you were explaining to me at the beginning of the show that you announce something so that you can get permission for it. Yeah. Um, and holding I'm trying, to, trying to link the two, but with what you just said right there brought me back to what you said earlier. Well, I mean, I'm, I, there's also stuff I'm sort of working through at the moment in just saying things that are true for me. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they? And even like, I mean, I can, just, I can even tie this into what I was talking about with my real life relating, you know, the being dismissed and belittled and made to feel stupid because I wanted to do things a different way. And, that, and I was very vocal this instant that I was talking about, about what I believed and I was passionately like I had researched this and I had done my study and I was not just saying something that I pulled out of my ass. I had reasons why. Mm-hmm. And I was, I it was, it is not you. It was not usual then for me to say so much to justify or to explain, but I did because it was so important to me and I was just shut down completely there's something here you know if I put that all into context with this question and this answer mm-hmm. I need to is it trying to teach me could it be that there's still there's still fear around actually speaking your truth yeah and I think that, so and and just to say what I, what I feel like uh, needs to be said at the moment, even, at the moment I feel it, not re- not, not internalise it to be mm-hmm. prettied up and said at a more convenient time. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, don't, cut, don't cut off my tongue, so to speak, to mm-hmm. make the situation easier for whoever it is I think I'm trying to make I'm making it easier for myself yeah. included mm-hmm. yeah I think that's it okay okay your turn okay um so like I said earlier uh I kind of feel like I'm going in circles with my work and what I want to do versus what I don't want to do um, so some guidance on how to, how to really become clear on what I want to do and, or what is it that I want to do? <laughs> some guidance on that. Uh, I got this book as a birthday gift and I love it. I haven't actually, I flipped through some of it. It's from the movie Stranger Things oh, and it's wow. made to look. It's hard to tell on the camera, but it's made to look like an old school 80s book that you would pick up. It's like tattered and yeah, faded. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's got contact on it or something. Yeah, it has plastic around it. So yeah. um, so it's it's Stranger Things, Worlds Turned Upside Down, uh, but it's like the behind the scenes companion to the show. Oh, fun. I love that stuff. So 
the title of it just is I was like, what book should I should I use today? And this has been just sitting on my desk since she gave it to me. Okay. And I looked and I saw a world turned upside down. I'm like, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll see what I don't know what if it's even a story or anything. Hold on. I might have to try a few times. Oh, here we go. going to take some imagination. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. So this is the page explaining the costume that Eleven wears that she borrows from Nancy Wheeler and they put like the blonde wig on her to make her look like somebody else. Uh-huh. Uh, costume designer Kimberly Adams designed the garment based on the style of the Polly. Flinders brand that was popular in the 1970s. Typically, these dresses had elastic smocking across the chest, Peter Pan collars, and sleeves gathered with elastic at the wrists. Every little girl had the Polly Flinders, Adams says. We did many of those dresses. We found a fit that felt right for the character and then played with the wigs so we could marry the whole look. The embroidery was all hand done. I went to the fabric store wanting to find a fabric that was not quite pink, nor not quite peach, not too hot pink, and settled on what was to me almost like in between peachy and pink. It just felt sweet enough. But then the twist with the chucks and the stripy socks helps make it more for 11. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a picture of her. Her, and yeah, up. it does look like eleven. That's great. <laughs> okay, so what did you get out of it? Um, I need a moment to. Um, I feel like I'm being told that, just like she had to do, go through many of dresses before she found the one that fit that um <laughs> that's one of the process i'm still kind of wrapping up or going through uh-huh. is finding the dress that fits uh as far as my work yeah and the right little quirk that makes it yours like the chucks yeah i wear chucks all the time too by the way those are my shoes. So, yeah, so just figuring out, yeah, what that little twist is for me that are the stripy socks and chucks of the dress. Um, yeah, for me, without uh, anybody else's thoughts on the matter. It's okay that you go through lots of dresses. I think that's entirely appropriate. And then the fact that it's 11 (laughs) makes it really appropriate. I have, I just found a shirt. I have two shirts that are her. One is that says, in a world full of tens, be an 11. Uh But the O of world is a waffle, an ego waffle. Um, and then I just found one that's the quote from her from the show that says friends don't lie 
And I always loved that. I always loved that little connection between her and Mike when he says that to her. Uh, just those little, those little moments to me are like power. And so just the fact that she's the page I opened up to with the that's dress. Cool. Wait, that's meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that show still on Netflix? Because I want to watch it. It is. Season four is in the works right now. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. so my sinuses have reached the vacuum stage (laughs) where I feel like my nose is slowly being sucked into my face (laughs) it's funny how it like we're across the world from each other it sounds like we have the same thing that thing is going around the world right now god I think that it's time to wrap up so what's your prediction for the next chapter I predict that we will find out who took Gary in and if he was the only one taken because I'm wondering if like the whole ship wasn't taken Um, but that he also might be exposed to Salmistra or some other nation so we can see more of their culture and what it's okay fantastic Uh, what's the hashtag tell me a hashtag I'm trying to think Sinus vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one that's more show appropriate? I don't think so. Is it V A C C U U? No. Is it? What? That? Vacuum. How do you spell vacuum? V A C U U M. Vacuum. C U U M. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I never know if it's two C's or two U's or both. It's one of those words. So we're at the end of the episode, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a wacky hour. <laughs> yeah. I imagine from your end. Oh my goodness. Can't wait to listen to this tomorrow <laughs> while I'm editing it. <laughs> um so if you want to use the hashtag sinus vacuum to talk about this episode in particular, or just, you know, find a clever way to throw it into a comment somewhere on our Facebook page or Instagram, yeah, is Outbound Buried and Beyond. And you'll find all the extended show notes and links to everything we talk about on our website, belgariadandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. So head over and check it out. I, generally put a couple of special extra weirdness moments in the notes videos and all kinds of things personal photos and stuff and you can leave a voice message for us and there'll be a link in the show notes for that and just let us know if you don't want us to use your message in the show you can email bilgariad and beyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments and alicia and i are indie artists so the best way that you can support this show is to become a patron and you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com forward slash Belgariad and beyond. There'll be a link in the show notes and we would appreciate any support you give us. Oh, oh my God, I feel dreadful. Hmm. Okay. Oh, and... Almost done. We're almost done. 
We're almost done. So we're almost done. So this episode of the show is brought to you by Alicia's novel, The Raven Dreams. Yes, The Raven Dreams is the first novel I ever wrote or published. And it's very special to me because it represents the beginning of this journey that I have just been talking about today even. And so it's the story of um, vitalists, the, the, the girls. <laughs> sorry. Bless I'm you. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh my God, I'm sneeze. sorry. <laughs> it's a really good sneeze. <laughs> um, the last thing I heard was vitalist. <laughs> yeah. I can just start over. So it's the story <laughs> of a girl who is a vitalist and these are vitalists are like superhuman. They have elemental powers connected to the earth, but it's a journey of, you know, the battle of light and darkness within herself, but also everything that's going on in the world that she needs to basically save the world from this evil that is threatening to take them over. That sounds so cool. So go, I'll put a link. If this is the kind of story that you love, listeners, and I think it might be because, you know, you're fans of the Belgarian and you mm-hmm. like, you know, we talk about magical fantasy stories all the time. Go and check out Alicia's novel, The Raven Dreams. And support our darling Alicia. Buy a copy if you think that it sounds like something that you would love. Yeah, and it's a series, so there's already book two out, and I'm working on book three now, so. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so that's us for this week. Thank you, Alicia. You're a darling. Yeah, thank you for going through this even with your cold. (laughs) I'm going to take my tongue. I'm going to take my nose. I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's time. I'll let you go. Did we say goodbye? I think we told them bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week. (laughs)